This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. Welcome to Let's Drink About It, the show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has the perfect cocktail to go with it. I am your host, Chris Bowman. I'm your other host, Benjamin R. Harrison. And with us this week, our lovely and talented guest, Sandra Ferrari. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Hi. Get a little closer to the mic. A little closer. Here I am. Sandra, why don't you tell us what it is you do? What do I do? What's your title? What's your official title? I'm an information officer for the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. Wow. Are we we in some kind of trouble? Yeah. You guys are in big trouble. (laughs) Have I been eating wrong? (laughs) Uh, That's uh, that's a pretty hefty title. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Yeah. I, I need to shorten it down a little bit. No, no, no. I think you work a long time to get a title that long. You know what I mean? Not really. Well, <laughs> I've heard it's it's more about girth than length for most people. <laughs> Here we go. Off the top. <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way. Already. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll leave. Reel it back in. Oh, God. Um, Chris, well, so what exactly Chris, is maybe we that... should explain just before we get too far into our day. Uh huh. We should explain to the viewers what you've been going through, so that any strangeness that might result from this episode, it doesn't shock shock them into uh, like thinking that I've been beat about the head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way, I have been from the inside. I've been doing some internal uh, mind beating. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I left work last night. You know, I did my typical twelve-hour day and um uh i came home and found that one of the doors like the door that's not normally locked in this house that does not have a key uh was locked and i thought "Ah, that's a joke this is a joke and it wasn't a joke it was not a joke i was locked out of the house and uh my so the the place the house i'm in now is a temporary setup my other house, uh, my uh, regular apartment, the one you know, Ben, um, yeah. uh, my roommate is away. Like, he's just left yesterday for a couple of days. So there was no way for me to get back into that place. Uh, it's funny because I have a key to the outside door, but not to the apartment door. Uh, <laughs> and here, I couldn't get in the outside door. And uh, anyway, uh, long story longer... Um, I was locked out of the house for, from 3 a.m. till 11.40. What did you do? Well, yeah, what did you do, okay, Chris? So, that's, that's, the, that's what I'm curious about. So here's what I did. I sat on the front porch for a while. So I, I thought, okay, I'm going to just like curl up and sleep here. You know, it was comfortable. It's warm out. You know, it's no problem. I, I, have, I, I love sleeping under the stars. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's what uh, you call making lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so I started to doze off. <laughs> and as I'm doing that, uh, I'm like, what the fuck is that smell? Is someone cooking, like, are they cooking Brussels sprouts over, like, a tire fire? Or what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, I... Yeah, that's, that's uh, all the hip restaurants are preparing. <laughs> I mean, this is the days. thing, you know, you know, forget a wood stove. It's tire fires from here on out. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so I thought like, it kind of came... Like it was just kind of wafting my way. And I was like, oh no, that. And then I, I kind of lost it for a second. And then I just came back tenfold. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Something is going on, you know? Because it was, I think at this point, 4:30 or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And I figured, you know, maybe somebody's up for work or something, you know, weirdos working on a Sunday morning or something. But I got, I kind of got up and just as I got up, I was like going to reach for my bike. I'm like, fuck it. I'm out of here. I can't sleep in this. And I look and I see whether I'm hallucinating this or not, but I see a, a skunk tail. Oh. And, and a oh, skunk no. is, it hasn't like sprayed. It's just, I, I don't know if it's, if a skunk just like emanates a smell all the time. But yeah, this was I like a, this was I like think a, that if you're, if you're able to generate that, you, you're going to kind of smell hang on it. to it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was different than like a, like the spray smell. It was right. just, you know, maybe like a smell that it's been clinging on to for a while or something. It, if that's what it was, I don't even know, but it was like a really pungent smell. So I was like, right away, I'm like, Oh my god, it's a fucking skunk. The last thing I need right now <laughs> is to be locked out of my house and sprayed by a goddamn skunk. <laughs> so, You're in the service industry, man. You can't be smelling like a skunk. No. Shit, no. Uh, so I I just got out of there lightning quick, you know. And um Well, I I biked around a little. I yeah, thought, that's what they say. If you want to avoid getting skunked, fast movement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make clanging noises with a large metal object. <laughs> um, and uh, so anyway, I just went for a little bike ride at 4.30 in the morning and then uh, went to a Canadian institution, which is now an American institution, Tim Hortons. Of course. Uh, and uh, boy, did I have terrible coffee. And, uh, you know, five in the morning at this point, I'm like, what am I, you know, why am I drinking coffee? Uh, but... Uh, as I'm drinking coffee, I'm also falling asleep because I'm oh. fucking exhausted. <laughs> and uh, oh, buddy, so then I That's said, okay, rough. I got to get out of here. You know, this is like there was some drunk guy like really taking it out on uh, the woman working behind the counter, and he was calling her all kinds of names. And I was sick of the lineups in this place. Every time I come to this Tim Hortons, there's a was there a lineup at five o'clock in the morning? Yeah, wow, just like five people deep, six people deep. And uh, anyway, so I got out of there. Uh, it was a bad scene, so I got on my bike and I. I pedaled east, and uh, <laughs> and I just turned around. I doubled back. I'm like, I'm just killing time. At this point, I think, oh, it's a matter of hours. Like, in a couple of hours, I'm going to be home. So I just got to wait till sunup, because I was waiting for an appropriate time, right? Yeah. Uh, like, to call people. Like, I didn't... I, that was the other thing. Like, I thought my roommate was home, and I, she just she just got hit by a car. So oh. she's recovering from a concussion, and I didn't want to disturb her. Like, you know, like, I, I just didn't want to disturb her. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so as I'm cycling back, uh, I, I kind of get off my bike and I cross the street and uh, just out of the corner of my eye, in like a lightning quick flash, a car cuts off a motorcycle and like the motorcycle hits the car and the people and two people, I thought it was one and then all of a sudden they kind of became two, two people ended up on the hood of a car. Holy Jesus. Yeah, like the loudest screech and, and crash you've ever heard and then... I thought, oh, my God. Like, I dropped my bike and I ran into the middle of the road, like, because at this point, Yikes. traffic has stopped. And there's one other guy who witnessed the whole thing. I didn't really see it happen. I just saw the immediate aftermath. And so, you know, we're telling them to sit down, stay still, like, are you okay, kind of thing. And yeah. and uh, I, you know, just stuck around for as long as I felt useful. And and, and because I didn't see anything, you know, I kind of, like, the you woman's... Have any, it was any report to, to file. Yeah, like, it was a... a, a a couple on a motorcycle and i guess uh the guy was driving his girlfriend to work and it like knocked her shoe off like and it went like in a direction you would never think oh, no. so i went and like i was like do i grab do i 
retriever shoe or is this part of like is this going to be like a scene of a this is like forensic evidence <laughs> i mean she's obviously they were they were, they were oh, like God. extremely shaken up the guy wasn't yeah. saying anything the girl was uh it was their second day on the job oh. like her new job and she had to call oh. in and say she'd just been knocked off her motorcycle and i was putting it mildly anyway so uh that was one incident and then i just i, I got on my bike and i kept riding and uh eventually like once i felt really shady lying on the front porch you know what i mean <laughs> So, but once the, the <laughs> like once the uh, the sun started coming up, I felt a little more comfortable. Like if people saw me, like they maybe think I'm just drunk or something and passed out. Right. So <laughs> I caught like I caught like forty winks here and there. You gotta maintain your appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm actually okay with being, uh, uh, you know, uh, misunderstood as a drunk than a burglar you know I mean? <laughs> or like a vagrant. <laughs> so. Uh, um, Anyway, so I, I kind of I got forty winks here and there, and then you know got up again and went for another bike ride, and, and it took it took hours for me to get yeah. into the house. But well, we were not not really sure whether, whether we were going to get an episode in today, but uh, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you managed to uh, finally crack the code. Yeah, yep. you made yep. it happen. Uh, you know how I did it? Mm-hmm. There was a secret window. No, not unlike uh, um, what's it called? The uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like, like, uh, what's it called? I don't know. What's that story called, Ben? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. Through the Looking Glass? No. <laughs> what's it called? It's the lion. And, like, he, you go, the, I think it's called Land the Witch in the Wardrobe, no, right? Is that the, the name of the movie that they made out of it? No. Anyway, whatever the fuck. There's a window <laughs> I climbed in, and I got in fine. Hey, I'm here. Thanks for coming, Sandra. Thank you. All right, now let's get over to Sandra. So okay. what is it you do exactly? Uh, so so the food and egg, sorry, I keep, uh, I keep Lean, pulling back. You're trying to get comfortable. Don't yeah. get comfortable. Lean forward. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so the Food and Agriculture Organization is, and I feel like I'm going to revert back into like, professional speak so just kick me if yeah, i do okay. that but um <laughs> all right the fao is one of three rome-based agencies mm-hmm. um for the united nations and that deal with food and fao rome italy rome italy yes right i believe that's so i'm italy. living there now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes you're living in italy i'm yeah. there and um so i work in the communications office there's a little newsroom, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm in charge of the media unit, or the radio wow. media unit. I'm in charge of the radio unit, yeah. and the radio unit is me. That's it. So I'm in charge of me. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. You're your own boss. <laughs> Pretty much. Good for you. <laughs> and we have, no, we have, we have a guy in the studio, um, and uh, an assistant who speaks 10,000 languages. And How many really, though? I think uh, six or five, five or Impressive. six. Yeah, yeah. That's really got to help when you're working at the UN, um, I bet. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. Don't, quite frankly, I don't know how I got the job. I'm like barely getting by on English here. Oh, and, oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, well, I mean, if, if uh, I mean, I, uh, Sandra and I kind of, we go back a few years now. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe. 2007? Yeah. So, or 2006. We went to school together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. There's one thing I know about Sandra. She always says, like, I don't know how I got this job, but I know how it is. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears is how you got the job. But you had an interesting path. Like, you went uh, from from Canada. You got a job. Where did you go? I went to Ghana. Right. Accra, Ghana, West Africa, working for mm. Canadian NGO. Mm? Do you know? I'm, well, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm uh... There's a chance I'll be going to Ghana in a few weeks. What? There we go. That's great. I'll Magic send you a radio. list yeah. of things to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. I wanna... I'm a little nervous about it because there's a lot of uh, visa shenanigans. 
what what kind that uh are on my on my uh on my horizon potentially and so it means organization uh yeah well it just means like lead time and you know how stressful that shit can be chris yes. remember remember the time i had to get my passport back from the indian visa office so you talked to canada within 24 hours of a flight to canada yeah that was stressful for <laughs> all involved yeah. what, what are you going for may i ask or is it top secret uh, I can't really say. Okay. Oh. Well, it is top secret. Hello. Now I must know. <laughs> we must know. I'm wringing my hands. Uh, so, yeah. So, so Ghana, and Ghana. you worked in radio. Yeah. Like, you kind of, uh, did you develop a project or you kind of uh, oversaw a project there? So, just to, like, backtrack a bit, I was working at CBC for five years, popping yeah. around current affairs news, and that's where I kind of cut my teeth in radio. And, and then... A friend of mine that I knew through CBC and also some restaurant work that I did here, she, we're both kind of, yeah, really, sorry, that bad, huh? No, no, no. I just, you refuse to lean into the microphone, and I'm going to bring the microphone to you. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I'm nervous. This Don't, is like a celebrity podcast for me. I listen to you guys the every mountain week. Mountain come to Mohammed. You know what? That's what I say. Sandra does listen to us every week. I listen weekend. to you every week. That's so nice. To hear. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is us you're talking about. Come on. I know. We don't know what we're doing. No. no. Okay. You're I, I can't even pro. get in my own goddamn house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Noted. So, CBC. Then I joined uh, this organization. Canadian NGO called Journalists for Human Rights, mm-hmm. and they have like little spots all over um, Africa. Now I thought journalists were supposed to remain objective. Why would they be interested in human rights? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Tricky thing there, but uh, Ben likes to throw those. You just balls. like yeah, just like throw me off. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? No, it's, it's okay. Nobody can hear about us. Don't worry. Oh, okay. It's our computer. Computer noises. Nice. So so I was there. I was based. Uh, I was. Stationed at a radio station. Mm-hmm. I was put in a radio station. Um, and I was just working with the journalists, just kind of like helping them write scripts and develop their stories, um, doing radio documentaries, stuff like that, making sure that the coverage is really well balanced. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard much African radio. No. No. Um, with the magic of the internet, you can access right. these things. But I guess no one would really kind of seek it out if that's not really your... Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I haven't thought about it. So yeah, but I haven't. So. But it's uh, it's amazing. It's completely different than the style of radio that we have here, and it's like a lot of yelling. Everyone's always yelling yeah. on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. just thirty minutes of someone yelling, um, and so and there's not a lot of like some radio documentaries, but not really at the bigger stations. And and when there are radio docs, they sound more like kind of like news packs. They don't have like a narrative or they won't follow a character in order to tell the story. So I kind of assisted in doing that. They kind of like, we brainstormed together and figured out what story they wanted to tell. And then I would just kind of help them through the process. Anyway, so after cool. that, it was like about nine months. Did I cut you off, Ben? No, no. I'm, it's interesting because... Um... I mean, uh, the the small amount of radio I've heard in in Africa, it doesn't it definitely doesn't have any. I mean, I, I haven't heard any like of the more like long form narrative type of type of stuff that is so popular here. So it's interesting to hear that that's kind of something they're they're interested in. Yeah, well, the station I worked at, they didn't do a, a whole lot of it before I got there. But I was kind of dropped in and I was asked to kind of take a look around and talk to people and see what they wanted. So I kind of shot out a couple ideas like, hey, do you guys want to learn how to do radio docs or do you want to 
do more of this kind of work and it'll benefit you because you can kind of you can rest your vocal cords you don't have you to no yell more yelling right. so much yelling <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like you gotta be tired and um and also like to send their work to international festivals where there's a standard that you kind of have to adhere to mm-hmm. and make some yeah. money for their work um yeah so the station still does it and i was going somewhere with that and i forgot where well, it was, was just going. the path to the un yes and I, it was only in a six-month gig. I stayed for nine because I had another little job. I made some friends. I started settling to, into life there after about six months. Like, mm-hmm. just when I was leaving, I was like, oh, hey, I could live here for the rest of my life. Wow. And and then I realized, well, I need a job and money. Yeah. <laughs> so I started emailing everyone frantically in all kinds of different cities and countries and continents looking for a job. Yeah. And uh, I decided I couldn't find anything. And I got a lot of rejections. And um, I was like, I'm going to go visit my nonna in Italy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then I looked around what was there in Rome, and I saw that the FAO was there, and they had a radio unit mm-hmm. of one person I didn't know at the time. It sounded a lot more important from the, <laughs> when I was reading on the internet. Yeah. And, um, so they hire you, and they bring you into a room, and then say, let me uh, introduce you to your coworkers, <laughs> and they take a curtain up away from a mirror <laughs> yeah, and close the door behind them. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, because they have like this brilliant studio that cost a gazillion dollars that no one was really using because wow but now i use it all the time great so they're getting their their money's worth so i think i remember um might have been a little after you started there and and you were talking about what you do and so you have translators like you're doing you're doing reporting or are you is this again like a situation where you are sort of guiding somebody else through the process no i well a little column a little column b so being in I'm a, in the corporate communications office so mm-hmm. it's not that I'm doing these you know hard hitting interviews with our experts or doing the kind of stuff that other journalists are are kind of seeking out from the organization but what I do do is like the PR version of the audio of the the audio version of the PR okay. and um so when there's a press release and FAO says there are 840 million people in the world starving today and that's our press release that we're telling the world about these numbers I'll go to the expert and do like the the audio version of that and talk to someone, get them to explain it. Um, and so I package that stuff and that's my voice. I write the scripts, I do the research, I talk to the experts, wow. package it, send it to a list of broadcasters from like UN Radio, BBC to Voice of America, whatever, and then they use it in one way or another. Some kind of put me on air, some just clip it. BBC will never use my voice and so they just use but they use it for background right. and those kinds of things. What do you mean they use it for background? Right. Uh, background information. Oh, like, I see. They'll circulate it to their journalist right, or their other journalists. And I thought you meant like, you know, they'd have your voice in the background. Like, yeah, that's really interesting, <laughs> BBC. That's a very interesting uh, take on it. Um, well, that's, that's, yeah. that's a pretty heavy job. Well, no, it's good. I mean, I, at first it was. It was kind of like... I was just super nervous. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. but And, and that little product didn't exist, so I kind of made it from scratch, and I wasn't sure if it was going to work. But it, in the end, it did. And then for the other language versions, my very talented uh, production assistant just kind of translates everything and then revoices the interview, but with the expert that can speak in that language. So we got all of these little things wow. to send out to the world. Wow. Crazy. Crazy daisy. Who knew? Our little Sandra Ferrari. <laughs> yep. All the way over in Rome. Huh? <laughs> She did it. I did it. I'm there. I'm there. And now I'm back. Now, uh, how, do, how do you feel about Roman pizza versus Neapolitan pizza? This Where do you come down? Oh, I don't know. I'm, um, can I? 
And would I be a bad person if I said I don't really like pizza? What? 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 I know. I'm I thought sorry. you were gonna say would it would be bad if you wait till the end of the show. <laughs> Come on. You don't like pizza? Well, I don't love it. I'm kind of, I've had my film Italian. My parents are Italian. I've been eating pizza since Right. That was my first food was pizza. Right. <laughs> I just, right. I'm done with it. I can't handle <laughs> so wait, it anymore. Like, are we talking Italian food in general or just pizza? They stick a whole pizza I, pie in a blender and <laughs> yeah, that's, a little baby, that's what they baby did. spoon. <laughs> like, we need to get you ready for life. Great pizza. <laughs> it was delicious, but... I like it to this day. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Sandra, you're, you're going to really have to claw back oh no. into my good graces after that oh little no. remark. <laughs> but uh, I feel like we should probably move on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so maybe we should get into our, our life event. I uh, am forever in search of new experiences, and I've decided that I'm going to go in a sensory deprivation tank. <gasps> uh, uh, yeah, there's one nearby, so I'm going to do that, and then I need a drink to go with it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I've been uh, dealing, with, dealing with an imposter, and I need a drink for hmm. that. Interesting. Sandra? Well, I just came home, and I need a drink for that. Cool. Sandra, are you ready? Tell me. You're going to be drinking something called Blue Ricardo. Woo. Uh, it is an ounce and a half of white rum, three quarter ounces of fresh lemon juice, a half an ounce of coconut syrup, a half an ounce of passion fruit syrup, a half an ounce of fresh pineapple juice. Uh, you're going to combine all ingredients and shake with a, uh, with crushed ice. Strain into a crushed ice-filled glass, top with blue curacao and garnish with a uh, lemon wheel. Lovely. I hope you like rum. I do. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds, sounds delicious. Do I have to make it, or oh, do you man. make it for me? I make me? it for you. Sweet, even better. Yeah. Oh my Sit god. Sit back, relax, put your feet <laughs> up, take a load off. Well, Chris, here's the thing about those sensory deprivation uh-huh. tanks: is you're uh, you're floating in like highly saline yes. water. So I figured you needed you needed a salty drink. <laughs> Makes perfect just in sense. In case it splish splashes sure. around, you know. So you're going to be drinking a salty Classic. dog. This is uh, five ounces of fresh grapefruit juice, one and a half ounces of gin, and a quarter teaspoon of salt. So you'll Pour all your ingredients over ice cubes in a highball glass. Give it a good stir to combine and serve. Mm, pretty simple. I, uh, in my haste, as always, I screw something up. So I, <laughs> I. Oh, you're, you're out of. No, salt. no, I got a whole box of salt. That's not the problem. This it's is a classic a, one, Ben. You know what's happening. What's going to happen? I, um, <laughs> I only bought two grapefruits, so I'm going to squeeze the living shit out of them and hope I get five ounces. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you'll be able to get. I thought you were yeah. going to talk about the straws. Oh, the straws. I always forget the straws. <laughs> so I had to get Sandra to get some straws on the way over, and it looks to me like she went to a, a fa- everyone's favorite sandwich shop, <laughs> uh, which was sh- <laughs> shall rename. Rename nameless. <laughs> Remain nameless. That's, right. That's what I meant to say. Uh-oh. This is before the drink. This is Chris's fatigue is starting to catch <laughs> up. Oh, God. I'm fading. I'm fading fast. Uh, okay, Ben, you're going to be drinking uh, psychedelic fur. Uh, it's an ounce and a half of rum barbon court reserve. Special, aged eight years. I'm sure you've got that exact thing. Uh, half an ounce of Frenette Branca. Uh, one ounce of strawberry syrup. One ounce of ginger syrup. Uh, two dashes of Peychaud's bitters. 
You know, combine ingredients in a shaker with ice and shake to chill. Strain into an ice-filled Collins glass and garnish uh, with a cucumber ribbon. You going to do that, Ben? A cucumber ribbon. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, yeah, the um, when you see rum spelled yeah. with an H, like uh, like in Barbin, in the case of Barbancourt and Neeson and JM will sometimes be... That that's like uh, typically like Mar- I think Martinique rum is a protected appellation, but Haiti and Martinique make uh, make rum uh, out of pressed sugarcane juice rather than um, molasses, which is what most other rum Fascinating. is made Ben, out of. honestly, I I I get I get so I get stuck at the beginning of these explanations because I'm amazed that you know this. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm literally reading off a website. Right now, so. <laughs> I was going to say, do you walk around? This you can't tell your head? secrets, Ben. Yeah, Ben, don't say that. <laughs> no, I mean, I I always forget which is which. Um, I knew that there was like I know like the distinction is basically like rum with an H is funkier tasting. I like than funky rum. rum yeah, I like funky rum. Sure. Who doesn't like funky so, rum? Yeah, I I really like a nice funky rum, and I've been I've been throwing Martinique rum in a lot of places that doesn't belong <laughs> in my uh, in my home experiments. Sure. Lately. Sure, I, I I recommend getting your funk on. All right, uh, can do. Take that advice um. to heart. <laughs> I'm gonna do it tonight. Uh, okay, well let's yeah, uh, let's go make these drinks. I gotta say, Sandra's got the nicest looking drink. It's beautiful. It's, it is a beautiful drink. So let's raise bright, your glass. Bright Cheers. Drink. Cheers. Cheers. I don't know, man. My drink is pretty, well, uh, it's pretty eye pleasing as well. That is so refreshing. Is <clears throat> refreshing. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna hold on to that. Not gonna put that down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This, these are all. Uh, well, the two drinks on this end are beautiful colors. Uh, yeah. Obviously, mine's grapefruit, uh, like pink grapefruit. Um, we got pink, blue. Mine's kind of a, a golden, brown. Ooh. Golden brown. Kind of the color, color of like a chicken wing. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. Gorgeous. God damn, do I love the color of a chicken wing? <laughs> Don't we all? Mm-hmm. Um, but in a in a minute or so, we have a, a green drink coming up. So I feel like we got a nice a nice spread of colors today. Cool, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. good for us. Um, so who's going first, Ben? I'll talk first. Let's, yeah. let's talk imposters, shall we? So I have like not a super common name, but a name that is common enough that like, for example, when I was in film school, there was another Benjamin Harrison in the art college at NYU. Mm-hmm. He was in the photography program. And uh, I, prefer, uh, I prefer if you say program. <laughs> I'm so I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it, it led to a lot of weird things where I'd be like, I'd be like getting on an elevator and somebody would be getting off and they'd say, Hey man, saw those, uh, saw those photos, uh, in the, in the school catalog. Beautiful. And I would be like, uh, uh, thank, thank you. And the door would close and then I would realize, Oh, they were talking about not me. Right. <laughs> That's why that was confusing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of, uh, silly misunderstandings like that. And, um, the uh, the way it manifests itself in my life now is that I have Benjamin Harrison at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. 
which is a blessing and a curse, I would say. Um, because there are lots of very stupid people that have the same first and last name as I am uh, who sign up for shit. Stupid and Yeah. What do you mean? Like, they sign up for shit and they put my email address in. I mean, I I think that, like, uh, some percentage of it is they don't want to put their real e- email address so in they and they're mad at me for having the one that I have, so they try and stick it to me. I've been offered money for the email address. Really? Like, a guy, like, literally offered me $3,000 for my email address one time. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, yeah, uh, cool. yeah. kind of a good deal. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal, man. You know, that was like right at the, at the like, eh, it would be a real pain in the ass to change all of my shit. But, um, but so like, it's also led to like some scary, there's one particular guy in the UK who is like the most annoying offender of this, where like one time I got, I got an email from Microsoft that my visa had been, uh, had been you know, canceled or they were, they were going to like n- not use my visa because of they suspected fraudulent activity on my Xbox account. I've okay. never owned a Microsoft product in my life. <laughs> I don't have an Xbox and I never have had a visa. So wow. I was like, until I realized that this was this other dope, I was like in a panic, like call, I was like, how do you figure out if somebody has stolen your identity and registered a visa in your name? Cause you can't call visa and ask them about it. You know, if you don't have a card number, they're, they're not going to help you. Right. And I spent like three hours fighting through the Microsoft phone support thing right. before figuring out that this was somebody in the UK who had like a legitimate Xbox account that they had an illegitimate email address associated <laughs> with. And um, this guy is also like sold shit on ebay that was like fucked up like he sold somebody a a motorcycle helmet that they were dissatisfied with in some regard and they sent me a very nasty email about it and i was like i'm not uh, i did not sell you a motorcycle helmet in kent you know (laughs) Uh, but uh so this guy lately has been registering for all these travel websites and one of them is hotels.com which i have used quite a bit in travel for work Mm -hmm. and hotels.com is a loyalty program that's like a like when you get a coffee and you get a punch in your card and every 10 times you stay in a hotel room you can get a free one and so they'll they'll like average the price of the 10 previous hotel rooms and you have that much money to blow for free on a hotel room and it's like i've stayed in a lot of hotels for free using this you know i'll every you know i'll do all my work travel through this site and then when I have travel for pleasure, I've got like five or six nights saved up. Is this kind of been siphoning your points? That's where it's going. Isn't he it? hasn't, but this time, this time it was the first time it went in my favor, where he registered as hotels.com, and I, I have not decided what to do. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it, but I have an opportunity to claim some nights that he stayed in Ooh. some hotel in like Manchester or something, as uh, my. The hunter like, becomes the hunter. Right, exactly. So, you know, and, and like, I like that's really m- mainly fucking over Hotels.com and yeah, not this guy. Yeah, can't do that. No. But yeah, but like, this dude has definitely, like, caused me a lot of hassle. Sure. No, that, so I, I would like to figure out some way to, to send some hassle back in his direction. Yeah. It's just like... I don't. All I know about him is that he has the same name as me. I don't know his email address. I know that 
he thinks my email address is his email address enough of the time. Jesus. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, is it the case of like, you know, it's just this, you know, one thing is like the, the dot is in a different place or something like a slightly different place. You know what I mean? I think, I think that I could be wrong about this, but I think that Google like that, that period is ignored. So I get emails at Benjamin Harrison at gmail.com. Oh. No period. I didn't also. Know okay. Yeah. Hmm. Have you? Um, are you going to reach out to this? Um, this I don't know how. I don't I have no oh, idea how I to guess, how yeah. to reach him. That and that's the really like confounding thing about about this fucking imposter. Huh. Is like I I almost want to make like a documentary about traveling to England, <laughs> knocking on his door, and kicking him in the balls. That but be, <laughs> that'd be a fucking amazing. It's a, it's a little aggressive, Benjamin. It's a little aggressive. It's aggressive, but it would be a great. Film. <laughs> Yeah, that's one I would stand in line for. It. <laughs> you know, it's like the Highlander. There can be only one. Yeah, I got a, I got an image for the poster already. Do you know what it is? It's a crotch uh, with a bullseye on it. <laughs> Done. Beautiful. Good. Done. Um, um, do you know? Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to. Well, I don't know if I should save this or talk about it now. But it was just a, an, an ending to. Uh, yeah, I'll save it to the end. Cut, it, cut, this, out. cut this out. Now, cut now this out. Now, leave us in anticipation. Now I'm on the edge of my couch. Yeah, <laughs> in anticipation. Um, yeah. So also, the psychedelic fur. Yeah. The cocktail I'm drinking. I went with a crushed ice because I decided it seemed tiki enough that I could, I could make a crushed ice presentation of it, and I, uh, I'm glad I did because it's it's a very sweet drink. So I think it's good that it's super duper cold. Mm-hmm. I feel like it needs some sour something in it. Okay. It's like. It's all it's it's rum, fernet, strawberry syrup, ginger syrup, and bitters. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no like lime juice or lemon juice in it, and I feel like that is not. Uh, I feel like it needs it. It needs something to to make it a little zestier than it is. It's a little a little sweet. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's people generally fall on one side or the other, like you know, sour, yeah. or tart or sour, or sweet. You know. Well, I think it. I, I think it's just a balance issue with this one. Yeah. It's like it. It. Uh, it could be better balanced. So, I mean, it, it, what do you think? Is it uh, as you sit and ponder your next move, will you be sipping a psychedelic fur? As you well, I am your... pondering my next move, and I and, and you I are am... sipping. Yeah. Okay, you're twisting your mustache, or have you not grown one yet? <laughs> uh, I actually just shaved, so I, I kind of blew it uh, timing wise. Well, okay. <laughs> my drink sounds great. On Mike, oh yeah, it does. And uh, I like the 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 cucumber ribbon is not really doing anything flavor wise, obviously. No, just since there's no cucumber in the drink, but uh, color looks great. Color. It's a great a great uh, color choice. Can cool. you just can you dunk it in, or is that is that against the rules? I don't I don't really know the. Yeah, I just, I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, much. it won't. Yeah, it won't. Do much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, what do you? It is in your drink, though, right? Yeah, well, it's on the edge, you know, on like a on like a skewer. Ben, as you uh, as you sit and ponder, um, I wanted to uh, bring something to Sandra's attention that uh, her friends in Rome. What? No. Got in touch with me here. No. Yeah, uh, Eric <laughs> Lindquist. Eric Lindquist. Yes, I'm gonna read a little something. I don't know if he intended this to be read. Uh, oh, please! If it's embarrassing, don't. It's not embarrassing, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna read this. Dear Chris and Ben, so rumor has it that one Miss Sandra Ferrari will be appearing on the podcast to be recorded 30 August. He knew the date. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if this is indeed true, 
her friends in Rome would like to request a drink to appropriately miss, appropriately miss her with and drink along at home uh, with the show. Aww, thanks. thanks, Sandra's friends in Rome. So Aww. that's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. They're missing you already, they Sandra. Are. Yeah. And so <laughs> as we get uh, ready to talk about your conflict. Mm. Yeah, we're only one life event in. I feel like we've already been on such a journey. We have. <laughs> we really have. Um, but we're going to go with the... Uh, I've already sent this drink to Eric. And I've you told did? Him, yeah. I've told him what they'll be drinking. Um, and this is something we've uh, featured on the show before, but it was appropriate to bring it up again. Um, this is going to be uh, the Michael Hoffman concoction called Missing in Action. Um, <laughs> so you're going to be drinking uh, it's uh, three quarter ounces of bourbon three quarter ounces of Aperol three quarter ounces of Amaro Montenegro uh, and one ounce of lime juice freshly squeezed add all ingredients to an ice filled shaker shake vigorously uh, double strain into a chilled cocktail coupe garnish with a lime twist if desired so friends in Rome mm-hmm. you're doing that now ideally drinking uh, you know what you're drinking because I'm telling you what you're drinking already but that's for everyone else so uh, let's yeah we'll we'll talk about coming home um we talked a little bit about it before um and i can imagine what it must be like so tell us what is so you come generally i mean it must be a relief in some ways to be away from all that delicious pizza that you (laughs) hate so much you're not gonna let this go are you (laughs) no no (laughs) it's really tough uh i mean tough and and good at the same time uh, I've been away from home for about four and a half years now. Yeah. So, and everywhere I go, well, I've, I've been to two places. I mean, Ghana and, and Rome. I just, I just really miss home so much because mm-hmm. I had, yeah. I mean, I'm at home. I have all these good friends. I've got, I've got the Bowman. Yeah. I've got, Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, uh, I don't know. And my family and it's, the Bowman. That's a, that is a new thing. <laughs> We call, we call them the goose down here in the lower 48. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, you know, it gets a bit... Do people know about that on this podcast, that your nickname is the goose? No, I, I can... I, you know, it's funny. I can tell you exactly where I was when that was given to me. I was in... Uh, driving driving to the Max FunCon site with Jesse Thorne? Holy shit, it's funny. I, I don't know. Is that true? Because I have a memory of... Maybe it was Jesse telling Teresa. She was like, we were driving in his Lexus at the time, his convertible... <laughs> fucking boom box of a car it was like insane to drive anywhere jesse was so like so fun because you know he would just be blasting at the time it really was e40 and uh, there was an e40 connection this week but uh yeah so anyway that's where it was it was uh, definitely on the way up to max FunCon. he said i'm gonna nickname you goose and i'm like okay <laughs> Not that um anyway so the bowman yep and your friends the bowman friends family missing all that and then i mean of course, if you travel somewhere, you're gonna miss home a little bit, unless yeah. you really fucking hate home. And right. you're not gonna... <laughs> yeah. But um, but in, in Ghana. Which I mean, like by your actions, it's indistinguishable from somebody who, who hates home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's more. <laughs> just trying to like, oh, Africa, Africa, and Italy, just as far from wow. home as you <laughs> yeah. can possibly get. Kind of, well, at the time, I really wanted to get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was like, I was done with this city, and I was starting to get angry about it, mm-hmm. and. I loved working at CBC. I still love CBC. But I mean, yeah, but just, most guess, people who are done with that city are like, Vancouver's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. True. <laughs> you know? Well, guys, I mean, and I was, I was also running away from a, a broken heart. And uh, who isn't, Sandra? And, I know. Suck it up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I was like, I need to get off this continent. That's so bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Back so, to the motherland. Uh, Africa? Yeah. 
Well, not for eventually me. Eventually, Italy. <laughs> every every human all, yeah, comes out of Africa, Africa originally. Yeah, yeah. We all started. Yeah. yeah. You you you're, uh, you're kind of going reverse chronological order, and that's bit. fine. But I just want to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, sure. You know, keep it fresh. <laughs> exactly. Is Flurry um, an Italian last name? It's pretty Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I don't know if, I think maybe only the dogs could hear the question you just asked, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's a joke because I, I went up an octave. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, first generation uh, Canadian. Yeah. Parents both born in, in the motherland. Yeah, mm-hmm. Africa. 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 <laughs> Alberto yeah. Ferrari, African. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I mean... Does it get mm. more difficult with each trip home? Kind of gets. Well, I just kind of like at some point I just like lose lose sight of my like center, and I just it doesn't even feel like it doesn't get harder. Mm-hmm. I just keep moving. Right. But I I always kind of I just always just miss the place, and over the years it gets a little bit. It it just kind of grows more and more that like nostalgia for home and and that that missing it, but um. It doesn't really get harder because, I, I mean, I'm feeling all these things now that I'm back. And when I'm in coming home, I start getting all these emotions. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I get back to Rome, I'll just call it a fall back into life a bit. Mm-hmm. Life just how, how about the way. like the kind of the possessions issue? Because this is something I always yeah. think about. Like, you know, like it's I uh, my wife and I like will often float a a fancy of moving to Paris for a year before going to LA, which we will probably wind up starting our family in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's like, yeah, but like, what about all my shit? Like, Are you <laughs> what do order? I do with like the 4,500 pounds of books that I've amassed over the last 10 years? <laughs> and like, and, and like, I always think about that. Like if, if you're kind of living the expat lifestyle, do you just kind of necessarily have a very lean existence when it comes to amassing stuff? Some some people do. Some people have um, really good positions where their bosses fly their shit over right. to their mm-hmm. location. Some people, some yeah. people do. I'm still yeah. a consultant. Got to get one of those. So I'm yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> that will but, never be my lifestyle. <laughs> no, I'm a bit of a hoarder too, or I always was. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm lucky. I have some generous parents. Generous parents who like to bitch at me all the time about the fact that I left all my stuff. Right. <laughs> but like, when are you gonna come get your stuff? Yeah. No, yeah. my dad said that to me uh, yesterday. <laughs> He's like, uh, I've got all your stuff in the in the garage. I'm gonna put it in the garbage if you don't take it home soon. I'm like, take it home where? Where? He sounds like a generous parent. <laughs> He's a lovely man. He's gonna throw it in the garbage. For you. Just, Throw it yeah. in a shipping container. <laughs> yeah. Six months later, pick it up at uh, the port of Rome. Here's what I uh, I find helps: just take a little bit of your shit to all the places you go, and then leave it behind, <laughs> leave and then it feels there. like you don't have anything. <laughs> and then you know, like for example, this is what I was getting into earlier. Is like I finally shipped my bike back from London after two and a half years or whatever it is, <clears throat> and uh, I went with the cheapest company I could find and then I see these mysterious charges show up on my credit card where it's like you know they charged me $300 to ship my bike back which is you know I guess about par or average and uh, uh, but it's also the price of a bike <laughs> no this is the thing this yeah well I mean I, my bike the bike I bought years ago when it was new it was a $1,200 bicycle oh wow I got it for half that price uh and and so I thought, you know what? And I I, I love my bike. It's like this little love affair. I, I feel have. like you keep talking about your bike. I do a lot because I haven't <laughs> seen it in a long time. Aww. I can't wait to see you bicycle. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I see these mysterious charges appear on my card, and and I 
part of the thing this morning of like having time on my hands. It's how my night started last night. It was like right before my shift started, I see all these charges. Then I just have a massive panic attack and there's nothing I can do about it. And it's like, okay, now go go to work, you know? <laughs> so I deal with it this morning as I had a temporary homelessness. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the guy, the guy yeah, you phone, need a drink for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, it's, this is a dual purpose drink I'm drinking right now. Um, but, uh, the guy on the phone started to tell me all of the charges that were on and, uh, right. So he's like, so he knew obviously, because there was some in Argentina, some in Germany, some in the UK, some like all over the States. Um, and, you know, they got declined, declined, declined. Like, it, obviously, I'm not going to yeah. be in all those places. And it got me wondering about, like, how does that work? How does the credit card fraud thing work? Anyway, like, you know, just do people buy these numbers? Do they just come across hmm. them? Like, I don't know. I, yeah, it's, I think it's they're very it. cheap to buy, actually. I think it's like, I think because yeah. the fail rate is so high, like when they go try and yeah get some stuff, it's almost always caught. Yeah. I think that, like. I think they're easy to steal and, and cheap to buy, basically. Right. I mean, you know, the, the guy was telling me, oh, there's here's a $600 charge for Uber and another $600 oh. charge for Uber. I mean, $600, like one go? What is that? Yeah. You know I mean? Do they take the, the card? These too? are some stupid criminals. <laughs> yeah. I took a $600 Uber ride. It was a really so nice that is That is some serious congestion pricing right there. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> long story longer. You know, I said it before. I, I worked it out. Everything's fine. Back to Sandra. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your story. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Well, Sandra, how is how does the Blue Ricardo make you feel about your brief visit uh, uh, back back in your homeland? It's good. It's actually, it's very refreshing. Is it's it? a little tart. Is it? Su- it's not sweet? Not, uh, not really. It tastes sour more. Okay. But it's delicious. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of, in, not invented, but I kind of took a MacGyver approach to the, um, coconut syrup. Mm-hmm. I just got coconut milk and, uh, sugar. Like I would make a simple syrup. Mm. So, right. and I, I tested the simple syrup or the, the coconut syrup and it was like a, a sweet coconut taste. So yeah, that's what you're getting. I think you're getting some of the, you see I think like that's the, probably what, what they mean by coconut syrup and that mm. I was looking at, I guess I was looking at, um, different coconut syrups online and there's some pretty involved ways to make it you know hmm. uh and and pretty uh like numerous ingredients surprising i, I mean i can't really now yeah there was like a, i mean that's like if, that is what i would have done if if you had sent me that recipe and i know, wouldn't have thought twice about it you know it's because i didn't even think of that i was like oh where am i going to get coconut syrup because i i'm used to going like the passion fruit syrup or was it passion fruit syrup that was in that anyway um, yeah uh, I bought. Oh, that. you you were able to buy that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I bought that. So when I bought when I made passion fruit syrup, I just bought like passion fruit juice and added sugar to it. See, and... I've done that. I've done that also. Yeah. And I just found that uh, maybe the juice I bought was kind of low grade or something. I don't know. I just didn't really didn't didn't, didn't read. There's cotton no punch to, it. to it. Yeah, right. There's no real yeah. punch. So um, anyway. Well, I will say, Chris, if you've got some coconut milk left over from uh, that process, I do. Cook some rice in that. Ooh, fucking delicious! Yeah, hmm. yeah. That is how rice rice should never be cooked in water. It should always be cooked in coconut milk. All right, I'll take that. That's that is my edict. Okay, (laughs) I get to issue edicts, right? Uh, You can do whatever you want. It's your goddamn show. True. true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's yours too. Just but, a uh, side note, talking about putting together um, an ingredient that should come on its own mm-hmm. originally. I tried to mm-hmm. make uh, Caesars 
while I was in while in Rome for mm-hmm. Canada Day. Yeah, I was, uh, I was missing home. I was like, <laughs> I, I want a Caesar. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, sure. and uh, cannot get the clamato juice. Of course, they only sell it in Canada. Really? I they maybe must I sell could... clamato in the states. That... We got we got clamato. Do you have clamato? Here. I remember vividly the uh, computer animated clamato ads when it first really? came out in like the nineties. Yeah, I think I don't know. It's I, I don't know how long it's been here. But I remember for a long time it was kind of like this. I don't want because it's a Bloody Mary, right? Basically, like with right. but clamato juice and um, yeah. Well, you could probably get clam juice, right? And uh... yeah, so that's what we tried to do. Me and and this other uh, Canadian friend of mine were like, we want we want some damn Caesars. And Members we tried, of we, the expat community. Yeah, exactly. We just kind of I keep finding Canadians and holding them close. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> stay with me. And, um, <laughs> And so well, half of those are Americans that don't yeah, want people to know. Exactly. You know? They're just pretending. And then I find out later, it gets awkward. Yeah. I start talking <laughs> they, about Brian Mulroney and they're like, who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of people are saying who right now. They don't apologize for anything and you're like, wait they're a like, second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, and so we used V8. Instead of horseradish, we found horseradish mustard. We found all wow. of these. Oh, my God. So I, I totally remember. That. I do this remember. This sounds like the middle school, like, mix everything that's on the table into a drink oh, and wow. dare Gosh. somebody to drink it kind of thing. Did you guys have a show in the States called Just Like Mom? Mm, it was like a, it's I'm not like familiar. A, I mean, it was probably, even if you did, it was long before your time, Ben. You're just a baby. You're just a wee baba. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was a show where at hey. the end, like, it was like a quiz show for kids and their moms and... At the end, they would, they would like, okay, now we're going to have a bake-off. And the kids would just, like, make, I think it was always chocolate chip cookies, but they would always have, like, ketchup and mustard and, like, just random ingredients. Like, here's, <laughs> and then the moms had to taste them and guess which one their kids made. <laughs> which was, like, the That's best. little Johnny. Yeah. Johnny always puts, uh, puts yeah. a little bit He loves bit mustard of... on his chocolate <laughs> chip cookies. He loves a nice deli mustard in his chocolate <laughs> <Yeah>. chip. <laughs> anyway, so it was a terrible Caesar? Yeah. It was, it was the most foul thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Did and you we, finish it? We, no, we took a sip and we smiled through it for a second, and then we both like just quickly poured it down the sink and got uh, some beers. Got some beers. Got well, some beers. That's the next best Canuck <laughs> thing to do. Totally. Now, Sandra, what is the thing in in Italy that is that I call happy hour, but in Italy ah. means you get lots of free food also? Aperitivo. Aperitivo. Yeah. yeah. Nice accent. <clears throat> I was just Sounds in. I was. Uh, I was just in Rome. Actually, I was in uh, Trastevere. Trastevere. Uh, very for, nice. Uh, for nice like accent. Two nights. Uh, yeah, I was on a honeymoon with my wife. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. Uh, but I was like, I was like, I would be so so fat if I was able to buy like a a ten dollar drink and have an essentially an entire meal for yeah. free given to me yep. as part of that wow it's true you got to learn how oh. to adjust your diet accordingly yeah. hence not a lot of pizza and pasta or else you do well, a very nice tie-in there very way to bring it back around but uh you know pizza once in a while won't kill you either. okay all right fine all right. i'm gonna eat some damn pizza when i get yeah. home I'll send you guys a picture <laughs> another uh, that's another edict you have to eat some damn pizza <laughs> uh um, how did you like it i'm curious i loved it um we we had like a a day to spend like we had two nights in one day basically so i didn't really get to see the sights as much as i would have liked to we kind of walked around and like looked at the outside of everything hmm. and uh good enough and uh you know that was great and you drove a Fiat, you know it was, it was i was really excited because we like walked we were like walking over to the coliseum and i realized that we were walking alongside the circus maximus and i was like oh. what oh my god you were right by me that's like not really really you know that's where i work Really? I should have stopped by. I wish I knew you. <laughs> Next honeymoon, Ben. Next honeymoon. I really blew it big time. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, this is kind of cool. Was, it's kind uh, of bad we thing. actually stopped at a bar for aperitivo, and I ordered a bunch of cocktails that were like amazing. Like they made like a really good mai tai, and I was like, "What is going on <laughs> that I'm in Rome having yeah. a ben, fantastic mai tai?" Ben did us all a, a huge favor by posting photos of where, he, where, and when he was having these delicious beverages, <laughs> and just you know, yeah. I was like, you know what, Ben? You like it so much? Stay there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for all the Italians, I totally would. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was the the only complaint I had was that it was like, uh, it was like right at the peak of of the hottest dog days of oh, summer. It felt like, yeah. and uh, so we were, you know, just slogging around on foot, and at a certain point, we just tapped out and hailed a taxi because we're like totally. we're not going to survive a walk back to our hotel room it's a it's painful uh, it's pretty hot it's still about 40 degrees right now like i'm it's it's a little hot in toronto but it's like this is fall weather for me yeah yeah right now mm-hmm. um well we're such babies in in, uh, <laughs> in the u.s with our with our constant air conditioned everything mm-hmm. you know that uh i it's just it i'm just not used to being hot and have there be like very little escaping mm-hmm. that heat you, just, you know you gotta learn how to cope and uh, sometimes you get a little delusional you don't sleep very much actually when <laughs> i came home i because i've been complaining for the past three weeks my mom will skype me every couple of days italian mothers mm-hmm. that's what they do like <laughs> they skype what i've taught her to skype okay it's taken a couple of years but she's she's got it she's cool. got it down Good. and so she's <laughs> which is good and bad i guess yeah <laughs> does, <laughs> does, if, does she know how you feel about pizza or she does she's very upset about it both my my parents think Okay, I'm, I'm going to call her up you and commiserate because I'm, I'm upset too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she, Sandra, I, what might it sound like if you uh, if, if Ben was to call your mom? And what would she say and how would she say it? Well, she's been here since she was three, so she's pretty Canadian. Okay. But well, my, my let's father's imagine got a she slide. wasn't. Okay. Let's talk about your dad. What would your dad sound like? Oh, no, I don't. I think it's going to, it's a slippery slope. It's coming up by my dad. <laughs> All right. No, he's cool. But uh, I'd be like, Benjamin, I know what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. I know that's not even an Italian <laughs> accent, actually. Chris, but it's pretty stern. It's pretty stern. It's very stern. He's a very stern guy. But yeah. I just like he's to say he's going to throw your stuff in the garbage. Oh, he yeah. definitely will. Yeah. It's happening. Chris, what would your dad say if if yeah. if uh, I, like I called him up to talk about how much Sandra doesn't like pizza? <laughs> My dad's not home right now. <laughs> There's no answer. <laughs> the phone's ringing. You did, you did you did a little Scottish earlier, Chris? <laughs> did I? Come no, on. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, he did. You said I was like a wee bit oh, of a lad or something like yeah. that. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not doing it. But I'm I'm home. Ugh. What? You're I'm really, home. You're really you're home. Home. Sandra. You're really get out of here. You're really ruining this podcast. Sandra actually looked me in the eye when she did her father's impersonation. So that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's it right there. Stage you down. Yeah. Um, well, let me let's let's break away and I can talk about uh, this salty dog and uh, how it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. Uh, Devoted entirely too little time to Well, there's, there's really... Because I, I, I actually don't really know what I'm uh, uh, in for. And, and some of the time this morning, I allotted some time to uh, research this place I'm going. Uh, but instead, I just walked around the city and, you know, fell asleep on my front porch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I, I guess what it is, is um, it's just this water tank full of Epsom salts where you... Yeah. It's like a super buoyant... Uh, water tank and um, yeah you like float right on the top of it. yeah and they give you earplugs and the idea is that your ears also submerge below the water so you're completely like 
and I think there's music or something. I don't know how that works. Like maybe it's like there's speakers under the surface or something. I don't know. Um, but all I know is that they, they say that you, and I've experienced this with acupuncture actually, where I would see like colors and like, I would actually sort of have this almost like a yeah, trip, yeah. you know what I mean? It was just w- crazy. I think that, I think that's why it's popular is that it's kind of a, kind of a, kind of an experience. Yeah. And, and, and I honestly, I, I, I didn't know this was a thing until, uh, uh, somebody told me about it and, and then, uh, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this because I've never done it. And the idea of like, I think it's an hour. You go in for an hour or okay. something like that. And apparently the time just flies because you, you get lost <laughs> in your own. I feel like it's my worst nightmare. Just yeah, hearing you describe like, it, it it's like, like... It sounds like a, a claustrophobic nightmare. I don't know how, like if it's an enclosed tank, I, I don't know how it works. I'm not sure. But I will report yeah. back. It's... it's um. Well, yeah, it's also totally dark. Yeah, right? it's complete dark. And I mean... It sounds a little bit terrifying to me. It sounds like a claustrophobic nightmare, but yeah, but you're gonna go face yeah, your fears it. and maybe I'll just lie down face first. And you're gonna get ripped bath. on salty dogs before totally. you go. Well, I'll tell you if I had a, if I had a, a glass full of uh, grapefruit juice and gin, and I kind of like sloshed around a little bit. I, I know mm-hmm. what a I, yeah, a little little uh, Epsom salt went over the yeah, lip. Yeah, I know what a deprivation even... tank tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the Greyhound is a great grapefruit juice and vodka. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the salty dog is a riff on that. And I have read that you can do gin in place of vodka and a greyhound. But I don't think if you... I think 10 times out of 10, if you ordered a greyhound at a bar, you would get a vodka drink. Yeah. So I figured we're, you know, we're not that big on vodka on this show. You know, it's funny. I, I, there, I think there was a, a couple of vodka cocktails I saw recently. And because we're not big on vodka, I was going to, you know, assign you a vodka cocktail and so now i'm stating it out loud i'm going to do it ben so get ready stock up on vodka (laughs) you know i like that's the other thing is like i always just have ass loads of vodka because (laughs) anybody that comes over to my house knows that i don't have it so they bring some for themselves and then they leave like three quarters of a bottle and so i just always have more than i know what to do with and i'm like there's like three different brands of vodka and I don't want three bottles. Can I just like pour them into each other? And you yeah, know. but it's some, it's, some, for some reason I can't bring myself to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is there, there's gotta be slight flavor differences that were our untrained palate. Are you a big vodka drinker, yeah. Sandra? Not really. Well, no. I'll just drink whatever. I'm not, I like it. I'm really picky yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that cold? Yeah, does that have sure, ice I'll in it? it. Yeah, I like the ice. Sandra was telling me earlier that uh, you, it's like getting ice in Italy is a difficult thing to do. I mean, if you pay money yeah. for a cocktail, Just you'll get it. Just the worst. Yeah. You'll get the ice, yeah. but then you can't find it anywhere else. So you have to go buy a 10 euro cocktail to get your ice. And I so, love ice. Yeah. So then you drink the cocktail and you put it in your little, like, that's what I do. Uh, your little cold pack. I have a little cooler in my purse. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, dump it in. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I like yeah. your style. <laughs> if you order, like, a glass of water, no ice will be in that. And if you ask for ice, you, you'll be stared at like a maniac. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do they give you ice it's in your water? It's a weird thing. It's like, we don't have AC or ice? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a way of life, Ben. Get over it. <laughs> People are different, right? Yeah. Cultures are different. Cultures Jeez. are different. I, I don't know. I think, that, I think that there's a certain type of person over there in Europe that's getting a little fed up with this being the status quo. I was. Yeah, uh, I know who it I is. Recent... Tourists. <laughs> no, no. I was recently in the Charles de Gaulle Airport, uh, brand new terminal that they had just built. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, and uh, I was overhearing this 
there was a uh, this very like like fancy kind of aristocratic French woman buying uh, buying some uh, macaron, and uh, she was chatting with the with the shop boy at the like little macaron stand in the middle of the Parisian airport. And we're all just sweating bullets in this brand new, like gorgeous architectural triumph. And she's gone like, they don't have, uh, they don't have AC in here. A little bit primitive in my opinion. No way. All, all in French, obviously. But I was like, I was cracking up at the, at the, at the idea of it being primitive. And what, uh, <laughs> what might that sound like in all French? Mm. de la clim, un peu primitive. That sounds it's lovely. Basically wow, that. pretty good. Ben. <laughs> that was a good job. You know what? Good you job. did it without even batting an eyelash. I'm impressed. Yeah. Color me impressed. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, and a pirate would say it like, "They don't have air conditioning. <laughs> a bit primitive, ain't it?" <laughs> I was wondering how a pirate would say you that. Know, yeah. Thank you. I think it's, it's yeah. It's, it's no one's ever vocalized that but thank you sam <laughs> we're always wondering how a pirate might sound ben do we have a listener request this week uh we do have a listener <laughs> let's get to it shall week. we hey guys my name is jeremiah i'm a longtime listener from austin texas and i have a life event that i need a drink for I'm in the middle of saving every penny I can scrounge in order to quit my government job that makes me unhappy. I am pursuing my dreams and along with that happiness while taking a significant pay cut. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I need something cheap and, uh, you know, preferably strong to enjoy while I'm happy. So, you know, whatever you guys got for me, sock it to me. Damn. Uh, well, I know just the well, man for uh, this job. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, it, I'm like, my mind is racing trying to think of what, what you can do that is less well paid than a government right. job. <laughs> well, because uh, government jobs are notoriously shitty pay, but I guess mm -hmm. the good benefits. I don't know. Uh, I'm, um, I'm, I wish that uh, we got to hear a little bit about the dreams. Yeah, yeah. That would have been nice. Maybe call back in with that, Jeremiah. But um, you know, in the meantime, uh, your your uh, your money, uh, which down here in the lower forty-eight is is green, <laughs> is uh, is going away. So you'll be drinking a green ghost. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. Pull. That's <laughs> good. So this is uh, two ounces of gin, a uh, half ounce of green chartreuse. And a half ounce of fresh lime juice. Whoa. So you'll combine your ingredients in a cocktail shaker with ice, shake until well chilled, and fine strain into a chilled cocktail glass. And uh, the kids following along at home uh, may have thought I was about to say uh, there's maraschino in there uh, if they were hearing all of the first three of the four ingredients in a last word. Yeah. Um, this is... Uh, a, it's basically a last word with no maraschino liqueur in it. Interesting. So, um, I mean, it's uh, it's agreed across the board that the last word is maybe the best drink, one of the best, one, one of the, the top, one of the top, one of the tip top all drinks. time cocktails. Uh, yeah. So I mean, and I apologize. Green chartreuse is not like the cheapest thing it isn't, in the world, but so. it will 
Yeah, it'll last because it's you're only taking half an ounce yeah. at a time. I mean, that's the so, that's uh, the investment. That's uh, it's economical. The investment it, it doesn't. There's no real. I guess there's a little return on your investment in a bottle of green chartreuse, but sure. uh, you'll eventually you end up with an empty bottle, and that's you know there's only one way that's going. So, but uh, <laughs> it's well worth the money. Yeah, especially yeah. while you're you know you're saving money right now, but treat yourself a little bit. And green chartreuse, yeah, treat man, yourself, oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, so good luck, yeah, good Jeremiah, luck. with whatever it is that you're quitting your government work to uh, pursue. Do you want to uh, wish him luck, I, I would like to wish. I I think uh, he's making a good call. I That's think so what he too. wants to do, Jeremiah. You go for it. Yeah, I think so. It's true. Yeah. I, you know, it, you know, you, you see things. Uh, you know, these fucking posters online and stuff like like the memes or whatever. Just or no, it's actually there's articles saying like don't follow your dreams. Like you know, don't spend money as mm. you make it. Like you're stupid if you do that. You know. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, there's two schools of thought, and I mean. Uh, coming from somebody who doesn't have a ton of money behind him, you know, you can, you can, you know, it's a little bit of a stressful lifestyle, but, uh, it's a pretty fulfilling one too, you know? Yeah. 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 As long as you're, as long as you're deriving satisfaction from what you're doing, you know, that's, that's what's important. Jeremiah, look, along the way, while you're having fun, pursuing your dreams and happiness along with it, put... Put aside a little money so that you can yep. buy that bottle of green well, chartreuse. Yeah, but I was so going to say, just keep an eye out for nice refrigerator boxes and look for good bridges. <laughs> okay. That is... Oh, boy. Chris. Oh, that's, does that mean? <laughs> no. Does that mean? No. Cut it out, Ben. It's, good, it's solid advice. Oh. I just, I'm just gonna See, add... Ben's got quiet. That's how you know it's a bad thing. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was just kidding. God. You just need a good budget, Jeremiah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the budget. Yeah, that's what I'm doing yeah. now. Are I mean, you? I'm I'm on a, embarking on kind of a similar kind of journey as Jeremiah. I mean, yeah, except for you're sort of going the opposite yeah. way because the UN is very governmental and totally. Works, and but right? I'm coming back around. I uh, I mean, well, I love my job. I get a lot of fulfillment out of it, but it's it's not necessarily what I want right. to do for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, it's not paying those crazy crazy salaries that uh, that. You always hear people on radio make. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. The bottom of this uh, salty dog is a salty dog. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. really I, super I don't know. salty. Maybe I didn't to the uh, point where it's not enjoyable. Yeah, borderline. It's uh no, it's not. It's it's dissolved, but super salty. Hmm. Anyway, sounds kind of good to me. All right. All right. Sounds like uh, sounds like the goose is done with his drink. I'm done with mine. Sandra? Pretty much done. Got a yep. little bit left, but I'm... Yeah. Well, I think that in that case, we should probably start to wrap this show up. We, this is a good one. This is a long is haul. Yeah, this is a long haul. Yeah. Like, this second segment here is an hour and ten minutes, so Ben's got some... Uh-oh. I feel like I had so many stories. Yeah, well, I you, didn't tell any of them. You, you, did like, uh, you did, like, spend about half an hour going through your email also or whatever. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have no idea how long no, this episode don't actually is. edit out a thing except for the part where I <laughs> so most of it. Um, Sandra, how do uh, how do people find you if they're uh, curious? That's a good question. Uh, 
Do you got a Twitter account? You got a Facebook? Actually, this might be a good time. Uh, um, I have the Facebook. I have uh, a Twitter account yeah. at Ditenda, D-I-T-N-D-A-H. Ditenda? Okay. I have... Um, I have no friends or followers, <laughs> so actually, I'd really appreciate cool. it if your audience would yeah. add, add me. Take pity on you. Yeah. <laughs> Take pity. Retweet, as they say. Yes. My stuff. So what? <laughs> so what do you uh, what do you generally uh, put up there? Is it a lot of uh, work related stuff or? Well, it's like radio audio related stuff. Cool. I All find right. I just follow good producers, but again, I post like once every five months. But I will. So a lot of incentive for you listeners to follow Sandra. If you start following me, I'll post <laughs> once a day. Whoa. You hold me to that, guys. That is right. deal. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I, you know, you're a good friend of mine. I haven't been following you so far. I'm going to follow you right now. Good job, Chris. <laughs> well, actually, I still have to leave you guys a, a review, which I keep meaning to every Sunday oh. when I listen to your podcast. But You've been listening to 74, five, four or five episodes, and you haven't lived. I keep okay. forgetting. Oh, I keep forgetting. Well, this is, a, this is a great prompt for all of the people that have been listening for a long time that haven't left left yeah join in with Sandra I right mean, now hey clickety clack I, I know that it takes a little bit of time to launch your iTunes and search for our program and leave a review but it really okay. helps us and uh, yeah I mean it's like it's like one of the main ways people find and determine decide whether they're gonna listen to a show is, is through iTunes like iTunes is a huge wedge of the podcast mm-hmm. market and uh, you know if you have a good a good score you know they're that much more likely and also if you get a lot of good reviews you're more likely to be promoted on itunes so you know we're we're doing we're out here doing this by ourselves not, we're out here uh, doing this. yeah i mean we could we could use a little help and if you're if you're a listener and and you think that more people should listen to the show uh that's uh you Look, know that's an easy thing to i understand do. i understand what it's like to like to like something that's yours and you don't want to don't tell anybody it. about it. Yeah, you, you just want to tell your close friends. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to let it under the world. Oh yeah, I was listening to Let's Drink about it before exactly. they really kind of sold you know out. What? Like their early, like their first 50, 52 episodes or so. Can I? Like, see- that was when it was really like from yeah. the heart. <laughs> yeah. you know? Some of their later stuff, you know, when you start getting into the 70s, they're really kind like of Like mainly 74, but... 75, wherever that Sandra Ferrari girl was on. <laughs> I just want to yeah. say three things they really before kind I of, go. They kind three of things on out. that. Okay. I got three. Yeah. One, in yeah. Italy, I promote your show everywhere I go. Thank you, Sandra. I've yes. told Eric Lindquist about it, who just uh, who wrote in. Yeah. All of my friends. I'm like, these guys are amazing. You're beginning to regret telling Eric Lindquist, <laughs> Lindquist about it, though, right? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I spread the word. I snuck you onto a BuzzFeed list at some point. Oh, that's true. I did nice. see that. Huh? Yeah, I did see that. I don't know if they. Yeah. In the it, comments section, you did your you did your best. You exactly. Added yeah. Exactly. And I had a third point, which has suddenly has escaped, escaped you. me. Oh, I feel like I made an enemy out of out of Benjamin. Now with the pizza and the fact that I don't post the review. Ben, Ben. Uh, <laughs> Are we don't see that, Is this it? Laugh? Ben, that, that's a genuine. Ben hey, laugh. hey, if 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 the review goes up, I'm willing to look past the <laughs> whole pizza <laughs> issue. All right, it's a deal. You know what? You guys can uh, make amends by sharing a pie together. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris and B. Ben Chicken. at Benjamin R A H R. You can follow our show at Drink About It. We're also on Instagram, Let's Drink About It, and Facebook at Let's Drink About It, and we're on the internet at www.letsdrinkabout.it. Or you can leave us a voicemail if you want us to pair a cocktail with your life event. Uh, which I encourage everybody yep. to do. It's that time. Pick up your telephones. Um, 
I think I'm talking yeah, like, I'm talking across the mic and then I talk into the mic and it's really <laughs> gonna sound horrible. Yeah, I can yeah, tell the difference. I think everybody can. Damn, yeah. I'm looking at um, beautiful windows. It's a good view. view. It's uh, beautiful. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sandra, thank you well, so much. Thank you. Thanks a million. Sandra was very nervous and, and you had no reason to be because you were wonderful. Aw, yeah. thanks. You're welcome. 10, 10 out of 10. 10. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Minus the whole pizza <laughs> night, but you know, other than that. Uh, thanks to uh, Graham Walsh for the music and Paul Watling for the illustration. And with that, we will be back at you next week with more, more life events and more drinks to go with them. Later, potato. <laughs>